Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? jersey in public how should someone act in the championship parade the guys fire away on what makes a true sports fan how to rate touchdown celebrations and their thoughts on the influx of sequels remakes and spin-offs all that and more this week on just press play The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Play Podcast. You like apples? And we are back with another episode of the JPP Pod, and we got the regulars. We got Pops and L. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Glad to be back. Not a whole lot. Of, yeah, it's. It, I, I got to. So I got to go on a trip to a Mavs game this weekend. Oh, by the way, Dad, uh, it's 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 dark as we're recording at daylight savings time. It's really kind of kicked in. Yeah. yeah. Did you get uh, Did you get out in time to water your plants? Uh, they didn't need watering. We got rain last night, so we were all good. <laughs> okay. Boy dodged. All right. There we go. We the still plants are okay. Go, but the plants are okay. Thank you for they thank you for your concern, LJ. <laughs> well, I'm sure all the listeners were wondering wondering how you were dealing with uh, with this with this day. It's, it's rough, but I'm gonna. I mean, it's just the first day. It's usually the depression doesn't sit in until about Wednesday, and I notice it's dark well, still when I get off work. Well, we'll see if you can uh, you can make it onto the show next week. We'll figure it out. I know it'll be tough, but I'm gonna try to be. I'm gonna try to work well, through the pain. Thoughts and prayers are out with you. you thank know, the, you, the, the, thank you. <laughs> yes. By the way, we are uh, we are recording this episode right after a good weekend of uh, college games and NFL games, and we are still brought to you by my bookie, where you can go in and put in the JPP and the promo code, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. And this, the football season's just really starting to get good. All the big games are happening, so I mean, it, there's no better time now. Your fantasy team probably you're either really good or you're it's you're canned. I mean, you're done. So I don't think there's an in between at all. Like LJ, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're either good or you're bad. So if you're bad, <laughs> hop onto my bookie, put in that promo code, and start winning some money. There's, there's, it's no other way to do it. You know, the good thing is, is uh, since they match our our uh, contribution, then I get to lose my money over twice the amount of time and play for longer, which is wonderful. Like that's <laughs> right. That's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm um, so. This weekend, I did get to go to a Mavs game. It was a Mavs-Knicks, so it wasn't a a super exciting matchup as far as 
besides the fact that the Mavs have some young talent. I mean, the Knicks, Porzingis isn't playing. Well, but of course, we are, we're wondering right now where Kevin Durant's going to be, and it could be one of these two teams. Who knows? It so. could be. It could be <laughs> New York. Yeah, I mean, we're all about 2019 free agency. That's really the biggest storyline <laughs> of the 2018 season, right up. And that's what we've got for you this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to mention the game was okay. The Mavs, uh, the game was fun. It was very enjoyable, but the Mavs did lose to the Knicks, like I think by 12, but it was like a 15 point all fourth quarter. So as a Mavs fan, it was kind of, it kind of stunk, but I will say uh, Luka Doncic, I'm super excited for a 15 year, hopefully career from him in Dallas. <laughs> I hope like Dirk can just pass that baton right over. Yeah, fair, fair. But I noticed, I noticed, and I wondered about y'all, and if y'all have ever seen this, one thing I like to do, or one thing I've noticed on TV, and then I, I, especially when I was at the game, is men have no clue how they want to wear their jerseys. And, (laughs) and I go, I start that by saying, one, what are y'all's thoughts on, especially like, so I've always worn jerseys and I'm starting to get a little older where I start wondering, you know, is it, am I too old to wear jersey? And I'm going to go ahead and say now, no, I'm still <laughs> rocking that jersey. Okay. Just, I'm just going to throw that out. So I want to go first question over to L. Do you think, do you think there's an age to when you stop rocking the jersey or you can no, always rock it? Absolutely not. Anytime. I even, okay. So while, while I was thinking about jerseys, I asked, cause I thought, okay, so Kevin's got these, these thoughts about wearing jerseys. And I thought that is that's a single man problem because a man with a partner <laughs> will either be told what to wear or she won't care. You hit it. You may not believe this, but I have once been in a relationship, maybe once or twice before. And I, you are totally right. <laughs> These are single man problems. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wear my Jersey until Hannah tells me I'm not allowed to wear my Jersey anymore. And, but as far as I'm aware, no, no age. So <laughs> I don't right, know. Pops, wait, wait. You? I think I think y'all would probably and NBA jerseys are a little different. I think a football jersey. Right. I was going to bring yeah, that they're, up too. They're a little different because they're tank tops and all. And I think I think y'all would probably think I looked a little odd wearing an NBA jersey. I could see that. Well, that fan, that fan inside. Okay, so I could wear it to a game. I can wear it to a game, but just wearing it around the house, I think y'all would think people, maybe not practice. Maybe not practice. Maybe to the game, but not around <laughs> practice. <laughs> So what would y'all think? Seriously. I mean, uh, I would say it's a it's a confidence thing. If you wear it and feel like oh, I'm too old to be wearing this or, or maybe I shouldn't be wearing this, then you shouldn't be wearing it. But if you don't care, then like it doesn't matter. And like don't wear it to a business meeting or a restaurant. Right, but, right, right. But and I'm um, not basing it on confidence or lack thereof. I'm basing it on I've not seen any of my buddies wearing an NBA jersey like because they don't have the confidence. They don't they don't think they ought to be. They think they're being childish or something. That's their problem, not yours. Or their significant other told them not to. to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, here's the issue of of what 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 men are having is they don't know. Do you wear an undershirt? Like I saw one person going just full on no undershirt. And I will say with an NFL jersey, like you were saying, Dad, those are like shirts. And yeah, like yeah. a hockey jersey, you know, that's a thick, thick jersey. And baseball jerseys have sleeves. But the NBA, to go no sleeves on that, that's a, that's a ballsy, ballsy move. move. I, I hope yeah. you get the confidence to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I will say, you, you can find on the web some some YouTube channels that show you how to wear an NBA jersey. Have y'all seen those? No, no have I you have got not. any you, like, particular I'll, one yeah, we can put in the show notes? I'll, yeah, I'll send you the links. I've got two links okay, of guys cool. that show you how to wear and one is that one guy gets the color wheel out and shows you complimentary colors. He really what? does. He show, and he, but now his deal was kind of a jersey with the flannel over the top of it, and then he did accessorize. Yeah, over the top of the jerseys, kind of 
open. You know, you have your flannel jersey, you know, shirt open. So you're showing your. Ah, okay. Like a button up flannel. But a button up flannel unbuttoned, but with okay. but with the complimentary color on the color wheel to the jersey, which was probably See, kind of funny. I, I straight up already disagree with that, though, because you got to rep your team color. If that's not a compliment, then that's, you know, if you're wearing a mask, you're blue or green in your flannel. You know well, what I mean? So both the websites orange. I saw, either you wore an undershirt or you wore some kind of shirt over it that was a complimentary color. That's what I saw on the internet. Okay, well, straight so up disagreement as as on the complimentary. I, I feel you, brother. So I'm, some guys... Some guys go no undershirt and it kind of, as you said, LJ, I saw the guy with no undershirt and I kind of at first thought, I don't know about that. But I mean, the dude was, he was just rocking it and it didn't look as weird. Now, if he was like real subconscious about it, it probably would look weird. But he was right. like, F- like every time like, it, was, the- it was, it was a total frat guy. You know, he had like short shorts <laughs> on and some, and some like bands on yeah. and he was just like, I'm rocking the jersey. And he was probably a little bit tipsy. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out. There. <laughs> he just didn't care. Well, <laughs> he didn't care what the F you thought because he was going to be obnoxious and be him. Well, but the other thing is, I think at a sporting event, you can get away with whatever, like wear, be shirtless. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Like it's a different. You can get world. away with more. Like, you can wear anything event. you want as long as you're not like offending uh, everybody around you with like an odor or something like that. Then right. do what you need to do. <laughs> Just put on some deodorant and you can wear the yeah. jersey however the hell you, you want know, to. <laughs> while we're on this, I want to ask the question like guys without sleeves is very informal, right? A guy in a tank top, yeah. no matter what, is informal. Women wear tank Always. tops all the time. I mean, maybe not tank yeah. tops, but they wear sleeveless yeah. blouses, if you will, or right. whatever they call them. And they're fine. Dad, are you just discovering that men and women's fashion is different? Or uh, what's happening here? No, I'm just wondering why girls <laughs> you've been or, You've been on this earth for a little while. I figured you would have noticed that. <laughs> you know, I've point. also noticed that like, uh, when a woman wears a skirt, that can be formal. But when a man wears a skirt, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden people are kicking me out of high schools. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Maybe my, pro- maybe my issue is not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you do? I was thinking about this. I'm not. I'm not the guy that's going to go no undershirt. I'm wearing an undershirt under my basketball jersey. I would too. And so I will. I will like a long. It was kind of. It was supposed to be kind of chilly. So I wear like a long sleeve like Nike shirt that I have underneath my jersey. But what about the guys that are real like real dress up kind of people? Kind of like uh, Andy Bernard, like the Nard Dog on the mm-hmm. Office, and they're always yeah. buttoned up to the T. What do y'all think about a, a, a like a dress shirt underneath, like a collared dress shirt underneath a basketball jersey? Because you see that. A lot. I will say people of like worried about what you're saying, dad, where they have, they don't see many people their age wearing jerseys. So they're wearing a nice collared button up shirt mm-hmm. and then they throw the jersey over the top and they think that I guess. Well, water's I can tell that. you if, if the age, if I'm wear if I'm going to wear a jersey, I'm not wearing a collared shirt and a button up shirt under it. I'm just not. I'm going to, I'm going to rock it with a t shirt under it or a long sleeve t shirt and that's how I'm going to roll. I'm not. But I'm not that guy either. I think that looks silly. Well, I don't like I'll a tell you, shirt. It might look silly, but what I'll tell you is I, I work a lot on Sundays and I am a diehard Broncos fan uh, who happens to die hard a lot these seasons lately. Uh, but <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dying. Right. So I work, you know, in a place where I'm like, uh, I got to dress up a little bit oftentimes because I'm doing like I'm running mics for a show or whatever. So I'll throw the jersey on over a button up because I'm going to rep the jersey. Okay. But like I look at least a little nicer. So, you know, that's what I do. I'm not saying that it's a fashionable choice, but I'm, I'm you're not going to stop me. So, well, but you're doing it for a different setting. You're doing it for work that you happen to be doing on Sunday and repping your team. Right. I'm, I'm not I, showing up on at the stadium at the stadium. Collar shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's you're a right. little different aspect of, of what I'm thinking about. But I would not show up at the at the at the uh, arena in a, in a button down shirt under a jersey. I, that's fair. Yeah. Why but I get your Sunday. Do thing. one or the other. You, yeah. I bet I get your Sunday. thing. 
Yeah. What about the what about the guy that shows up to the game? I know LJ, you're saying all guy like during at the game you can you can do whatever, like all all bets are off. What about the person that shows up in like the full on Nick's jumpsuit? Like I saw one dude straight Nick's pants, Nick's jacket, like zipped up halfway with a Nick's jersey underneath. Looked like he was getting ready to go do warm ups on the court. Love it. And I'm he was a, he was a portly man. It was it was an awesome look. I love I, it. I would never do it probably ever, but I I was like shout out to you. It's I like it's like when them. you go watch like say. Star Wars or something like that and you see somebody in the full Jedi robe and you're like you kind of laugh a little bit but you're also like dude I just I wish I loved Star Wars as much as you like that's awesome that you're doing that so yeah I'm totally down do the, the time. do the I saw the the guy at the Vikings game painted purple with the helmet on like, yeah. all about it bring it on speaking of fans I actually enjoy so we were sitting next to a New York Nick fan and I so I actually at times enjoy sitting next to a, a fan of an opposing team but I mean it's it depends because there can be and I I think that person can be obnoxious. There's definitely a way to act at a game. And I think you talk a little bit of crap, you know, you you cheer in their face a little bit, but also don't just be a total ass. Like even the yeah. Mavs fan can be that or the Knicks fan. Right. And I just I, I personally I don't know. I guess you take your chances. I like sitting next to another fan, but I've had just as many games where there's been that obnoxious fan next to me as I've had fan games where there's been a fun fan. Yeah, I would say that's like a a, a place that you are sort of situation, especially if you're like in a really like like a sports bar or something like that. Like, yeah, put me yeah. next to like the biggest Raiders fan in the room. I love it. But like if I'm um, in a stadium, like if I'm in a college football stadium, I want to be like by the student section. I don't even necessarily want to be near an opponent because like that's the fun of the college football experience is like the the whole stadium rooting together and like it's yeah. the most uh divided or whatever but but yeah i agree i think i think sitting next to a, a an opponent that's not an asshole uh is a is a fun situation whereas like it can totally ruin your day too where if somebody just won't shut up you know it's just awful. well but especially probably keywords don't be an asshole i mean if they're if they're just yeah, a, if I mean, they're that's a, life they could be as big a fan as I am of their team as I am of mine. Just don't be a dick. Just, but I'd love, yeah. I love talking about this, the particulars of my team versus your team. Cause then you can kind of both vent to each other like, ah. Uh, and you can dog ahead. each other a little. Yeah. Yeah. I work with, uh, I work with an actor all the time who's a Raiders fan. I've, I've done two shows with him now in the past like year. And, and every time we see each other, you know, we kind of have this like, you know, who's going to win? Who's going to win? It's, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun. It's fun because rivalries are what sports are about to mm-hmm. me. Right. I agree. I agree. So my last one, and I think this one we could differ on a little bit as a group. When is it ever okay to leave the ball game early? Pops, I want to go to you first. Okay. Um, if I'm really, I'm, I guess it's, the difference is if I'm really into the game. I mean, if I'm seeing my team like the Arkansas Razorbacks, and I mean, I'm probably going to stay till the bitter end. I mean, if, if because they're my team, I'm watching, supporting them hell or high water, you know. If you're watching the Razorbacks and they're getting just destroyed by UNT, um, you watching that whole game? More likely than not, I'll stay till the end. Yes. Um, just because I'm going to support my team through thick and thin, but I will, if, if it's a game, I'm, you know, if the Cowboys and I mean, I do love the Cowboys, but not like the Razorbacks and they're having a bad season or the Clappers making bad decisions again or whatever. <laughs> well, that's probably <laughs> happening that's at the game, whatever game you're going to, you know, <laughs> I would probably sneak out a little early to, to, to beat the traffic. So that's, that's probably where I fall down on that. Belgio, what say you? Uh, I mean, I, I, I hear dad, I just would never leave a game early unless like 
Uh, there's no reason for me to be there. I like if, if I just don't care about the sport or something like that, I'll leave early, but otherwise I, you know, I'm, I'm there to, to enjoy my time in a stadium. And then like when I'm thinking, well, what time should I leave to get out with the best traffic? But get, you know, like that kind of thought in my head, like messes up me enjoying the moment. So I would rather just not think about it and get out with the people. I, although I do get that other people's brains work differently and that actually can like maximize how much you enjoyed your, your evening. But for me, it doesn't see I I was thinking the reason I thought it could be interesting is because I kind of as I was we were sitting in the game, we saw some Mavs fans leaving early and it was, as I said, it was like a 15 point game the whole fourth quarter. And then it was still like it just traded baskets and never got within 10. And then like four minutes left, it was still like 16 point game. So the Mavs could have maybe made a run, but maybe not. Plus, neither of these teams are probably making the playoffs. So I get why people are kind of uninterested. But I was like, I'm not going to leave. I'm I'm here to Mavs game. I want to stay. And I don't care. Traffic's going to be bad regardless of when I leave because it's always just a mess getting out of a stadium so it's whatever and but I thought when I was thinking this out the next day I thought well it kind of depends because I know there's been some games where we went with with pops and it's a Sunday night game or something and he's still work. he's driving back that night and he's still working we're still going to school and I I get I think it kind of maybe changes with age and responsibility like right now as a big one yeah not as yeah. a 24 year old, I was like, screw it. I don't care. I'll stay to the end of this game if it takes an hour to get out of here. If it takes, whatever, I don't care. I'm just staying. So I think it may be. To your point, in my life right now, I can just say, well, tomorrow's going to suck. But like, it's a little bit harder to say, well, tomorrow's going to suck if you also have to wake up three kids and make them all buttered toast and, um, <laughs> you know, like it, it changes things or whatever. <laughs> And like listen to like, a wine and then sit in front of the TV for an hour when they should have been getting ready and they're still not ready. Exactly. Exactly. I get so that like, person. So because I'm thinking we're leaving Friday anyway, and it's I'm going to have to drive back and I'm not going to get home till three or four anyway. So Saturday, I'm just going to be tired. I, that's fine. Right. I'm just going to be tired. Right. I can deal with it. But it would be worse if I'm going to just come home and be tired and have a bad day. Plus, have three nagging kids and just <laughs> just whining at me. And I have yeah. to like. I, it does change. It probably does change with your responsibility. So yeah. maybe I can get that. I can salute the guy leaving early with four four young ones right behind him. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. They're growing up. They're growing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of fans and, and how to act. I want to bring up. We haven't done this in a while, so I want to bring in a. Uh, it's a, it's a, we're tossing it back to the game. We got etiquette with Kevin coming back, and this week for etiquette with Kevin, we're doing how to act at a championship parade. And I want to I want to preface this with we may or may not be the best people to ask because I don't think we've had a, a bunch of championship parades in the near in the near uh, past. Um, no, can't remember championships one. come through Dallas in your lifetime, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. No, well, there was a few championships when I was a, a little baby kid, and then uh, nothing since. It was like a playoff drought, and then a, I know LJ's been on the cover of of uh, the newspaper right after a championship. No, was I was on that? Sports Center. Yeah, it was on Sports Center. It was on Sports Absolutely. Center. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some experience here, but the way this is the way this has got brought up is the Red Sox were going on their parade because you know the city of Boston won another effing championship, <laughs> and now now their fans are kind of catching some heat because uh, beers were being thrown up to the little duck boat that the players and coaches all ride on as they parade through downtown. Mm-hmm. And the Red Sox outfielder, Mookie Betts, who's probably their best player, said that this definitely has to stop. And he said that he almost got hit with a beer and he had to dodge beers and was swatting beers away. And then the trophy even got damaged with beer. 
so I'm just going to say, I'm just going to toss to you, L. Is it? And now it became like a big Boston fans are so terrible. There's just, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happens. They're bad winners. Do you have a problem with them throwing beers to the duck boat? Oh, absolutely. Why would they be doing that? That's that, okay. So I, uh, I live in Chicago and I have, uh, since the Cubs won the world series, which was the seventh biggest gathering of human beings in the history of the world. Um, and on who you ask, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. We could talk about that. If you want to. Uh, but did Donald uh, Trump say that? <laughs> no, he, he said it moved down to eight. Bigger than the said, inauguration, so, uh, for God's sake! Really? I'm just saying. Uh, Moving it, on. But, yeah, that's not. None of that. None of that happened, as far as I could find. I could not find anywhere that people were throwing beers at the players and like damaging the trophy. Um, that sounds like a Boston problem to me. That sounds like Philly fans throwing batteries at Santa to me. That sounds like a bad fan base that doesn't know how to appreciate a championship. Well, I, I may have a different viewpoint on that. So hey, go ahead. Okay. They were throwing full beers at the, the bus or whatever the, the ride that the players were on. Right. 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 I think they were trying to give the guys a beer to drink. I don't think they were trying. I to, think it right? was. Yeah. It was more throwing to the players, yeah. not throwing so you, at. Right. It depends so you who you ask. Like some people are like, they're throwing beers at the bus. No, I think they're throwing beers to two of them. The bus. It sounded to, like the players didn't necessarily want them throwing the beers to their heads. Well, except for, except for the players that caught it, except for the players that caught it and chugged it and got cheered for it. Well, if any well, professional I, player yeah. should be able to catch a beer, it should be a baseball player, right? Yeah, but <laughs> also like there's there's a lot of sensory overload going on when you're in a parade float. I would imagine yeah. uh, with the entire city of Boston out there just throwing things at to you to you. I'm to, to, I apologize for almost saying at um, <laughs> because uh, you know there's only there's only so much of a swivel your head can be on. After you know your well, day off too, you just won the big game. Like you don't, you shouldn't be focused on making sure you you're playing the arcade game of catch every beer coming at your face. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have been throwing beers, but I think they were doing it in a good sense, not a like the batteries, like the dog pound would throw batteries. I don't think they're throwing them like that. That's bad. Well, so where I wanted to, get, I, I started doing it because I think I've seen this in my past. So I started doing some uh, just previous research, and then in Boston in 2013, David Ortiz got. Just everyone loved it when he like reached his hand out and someone tossed a beer, snagged it with one hand, cracked it open, and started taking a drink, and fans went nuts. And then last year, defensive end for the Eagles, Bo Allen, actually tweeted out before their parade, hey, fans, will y'all please throw us some beer? We don't have any beer on the bus. We're trying to catch some and drink it. And, of course, it threw it out. Doug Peterson even has like a video all over YouTube, which I'll put on, where he catches a beer one-handed and starts drinking it. And these are cool things. And then Jordan Bell last year with the Hennessy going out to the crowd and getting some Hennessy. Everyone loved it. I don't... I don't think this was a Boston thing. This is how championship parades go. And they may have got a little out of hand. One of the beers, uh, one apparently one person, 19-year-old, got uh, arrested for throwing a beer at Alex Cora, who is their manager. And he got arrested for a danger to the public. And also, I think another <laughs> charge another charge was uh, drunk in public, or however the, the correct way to say it. I think he was probably a very lubricated 19-year-old, which is also <laughs> below the drinking age. Right. But right. Alex Cora was asked about it, and he said, he said, Honestly, I should have just had my head on a swivel and been ready to catch it. I, I wish I would have caught it and drank it, but it happens. Probably a practice that's meant well, but needs to be disappeared. Needs to disappear. Yeah, I mean, and and if like a particular person asks for it, then I say, yeah, go for it. But I just, I don't know. Um, that just that's that should be your day off to celebrate. You shouldn't be like worried about getting a concussion while you celebrate your championship win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I thought about. 
I don't. I bet a lot of the people throwing beers were probably not 100% sober. <laughs> and I thought about parades. Usually, these championship parades usually go on during the day. Like they probably start at like 10 or 11 or even yeah. noon sometimes. So I was going to ask you guys: Should fans at a parade? Should they try to? Uh, should they be drunk? Should they be drinking? Should they not? Because I, I know how I'd probably be acting if I got a chance to go to like the mass parade after they won in 2011. What, what do y'all think? I mean, uh, with a little experience in having that, I'm not going to tell anybody that they should be drunk. Like that's not that's not the game I'm in. But I will say I would not judge anybody for being drunk at noon on a championship parade day because you know you got the day off to celebrate the thing that you know you were hoping would happen and like whatever. It's a big gathering of people. It'd be like telling people you can't be drunk at Lollapalooza or something like that. Yeah. Let it be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you guys, you know, yes, I agree completely. You can't tell people what to do. And the, the day drinking's fun sometimes. I mean, it, it is. So, you know, I mean, I'm not against it. It does. It will. It will. It will skew your uh, your judgment when all of a sudden, like, because you're you're used to it being dark and stuff, and all of a sudden you get a little inebriated and the sun's still out. It just throws your whole yeah. your whole normal game plan off. Yeah. 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 True that. True that. So I got a game I want to try out with you guys and go ahead. The name is being workshopped here and please for any listeners, I've kind of tried to ask dad and LJ and they didn't come up with anything better. So if you have, if you have a better name for us, that's not something that you've already heard, throw it at us, but we're going to play a little game of like it, love it or hate it. And basically I'm just going to kind of something that happened over the weekend slash week. And you just tell me your thoughts on what uh, clearly whether you liked it, just press play or just press stop. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, whoa. Hey, did, hey. did we hit some? Just just press play oh, or just yeah. press pause? Just press pause. I don't know. Ooh, that's better. We're refining it already. <laughs> N- next week when we play this game, we might have a real creative game. But if you have idea. one, if you have one, throw it out to us. We're we're, we're accepting all applications because we we need some help in the creative department. So this weekend, college game day was at LSU Alabama. It was the big game of the week. It's always a big game when those two teams play, but it was big because they're number one versus number three. And I've never heard of this guy before, but James Carville, who apparently oh, yeah. he's an LSU alum, and he's he's when I looked him up, he's a political strategist. Strategist. Oh, yeah. strategist. He's been around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was on yeah. Colbert a lot, by the way. That's where I really know him from. Okay. Yeah, well, he seemed like he was someone known or something, decades. but he's well known. Yeah. He came on the, the game day set and he went on there and basically had this big. First off, he was wearing a shirt that says Greg Sankey Hearts, Alabama. And then in French, and for it our said, listeners, who's Greg Sankey? He is the SEC commissioner. Okay. And not that I and, needed to know, just for the listeners. And, I was fine. And in Fr- French on his jersey underneath that, it said, kiss my ass, people. So I didn't know what it said. <laughs> and then I looked it up later and realized that's what it was saying. <laughs> so clearly this guy is not worried about any backlash he's going to get. And he came out and had this big conspiracy theory slash rant where he basically just noted, I'm not going to rattle off all the names and teams, but he just noted that many SEC teams have had their players either get ejected while playing Bama or getting a call in the previous game that forced them to miss the first half. Because the way targeting works is you miss the, you're ejected from the game, or if it's in the second half, you miss the first half of the next game. And he just noted that Tennessee, Missouri, A&M, and now LSU, and it all stemmed because LSU's best player, Devin White, on defense had to miss the first half from a very mm-hmm. controversial targeting call the previous game. And he went on this big rant and basically just said the SEC favors Alabama. They want Alabama to win. And 
ESPN then later broke into programming about an hour afterward to apologize on behalf of the station for Carvel's comments, and they specifically apologized to the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. So, all that being said, do y'all like it or love it that ESPN had to come on, like it, love it, or hate it that ESPN had to come on and apologize afterward when they probably knew what he was going to say in his, you in his big... Or you want me to? Um, I mean, I... I thought their apology was bullshit, so I guess I'm going to say I hated it. I mean, if you you had the guy on, you know what he's going to say. You're you're priming the pump for him to say it. Yeah, then own it. That's what they wanted. So I thought it was a bullshit, cheap call, whatever to come on yeah. and apologize. Yeah, yeah, that's agreed 100. percent What I was going to say was that he uh, he wrote this article about this exact subject, like what 12 days ago or something like that, where he had claimed it before their bye week even started. Um, that it, there was this big conspiracy and then they had him on the show and then asked him what he thought about that targeting call. So where did they think he was going to go with that? Right. I mean, you don't have to even read his shirt to know where he's going to go with that. And then they come on and apologize. Like, so did somebody come on and tell him like, you know, you, you better be nice to us or we won't sign a con like be, you know, either, either go all out for this, like baloney entertainment industry that ESPN is, or like try to be more serious, but don't like let the controversy happen and then apologize later. Like that's, that's ridiculous. I'm I'm not a fan. I hate it. Right. I mean, well, also, that's what a false conspiracy. But that's well, and that's what that's what there. Carvel slammed him afterward on Twitter, basically saying I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he was just like gutless ESPN had to cut into their show and bow down to the SEC. I have evidence where they knew what I was going to say on air and, and they can't help but suck it up to the power and or they can't help but suck up to the power. And it, it, I, I'm, I'm with you, L. I think they knew what he was going to say. They knew he was going to get on there and they, they wanted to pump it up as ratings. They, they people would like this guy just going on a big rant. And then afterwards, like, oh, that was a little more, a little more than well, we thought. Let's apologize. And the other thing is, it actually, you know, it's a it's a smart move by them, even if nobody asked them to apologize, because otherwise, would we talk about this? Would we care that James Carville went off during game day? No, we wouldn't care at all. But we care about ESPN yeah. doing this half-assed apology. So we're talking about ESPN now. So hate it, but I guess smart. I don't know. Yeah. But based on the rules of the game, I hate it. That there. Hate Absolutely. It. I, well, I think we're all in agreement. So the next one is just. The, the Gus Johnson effect. It was in full effect again this week. And I was going to play the audio for you. There's been some technical difficulties. But mm-hmm. in the West Virginia-Texas game, Gus Johnson was calling the game and just lost his mind yet again because West Virginia <laughs> scored a touchdown with like 16 seconds left. And it was good. The question originally was going to be just do y'all like Gus Johnson in games and how he goes nuts and bonkers. And But then it turned into... Dana Holgerson afterward went for two on the, the play after they scored a touchdown and put him within one. He decided to go for two. And there was video evidence or video showing before they did it where he looks over at a starting quarterback, Will Greer, and says, hey, you want to – you can read his lips. He says, hey, you want to win this game? The quarterback nods and he says, let's effing win this game. They go for two and then get it. So – my question, I think, is do y'all like it, love it, or hate it that he would just ask his quarterback, "Hey, do you?" Because what what if the quarterback would have said, "Like, let's go, for, let's kick the extra point," like him <laughs> just putting it in the hands of his like twenty year old quarterback? What do you think? I mean, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Why? Why would that be a bad thing? I. I mean, it may not necessarily. I, I love it. Let's go with that. I agree. I'm going to go with LJ on that. I love it. I mean, if, what if the quarterback would have hesitated one iota? Then you kick the extra point or whatever. I guess you go for overtime, or I don't remember exactly what the score was. 
But if right. he's if he is chomping at the bit like you are, then you're like, let's effing go win you're it. Like, let's, go. Yeah. let's do it. Let's go. And yeah. they and they did go on to get the two point conversion and win it 43-42 in a great game. I will say I, I think I like it too. The only thing I don't like out of this scenario is I don't know if y'all have seen Dana Holgerson, who's the coach of West Virginia. Something no. he's got to change up what he's doing with his hair. He has like long <laughs> hair, but it is it's the weirdest thing. It's like really long, but it's completely bald on the top. He looks like a mad scientist who's like, I don't know. It's it's the weirdest thing in the world, but. I'll have to look that up. I can't. I, well, I'll put the video in the show notes of of him asking the quarterback, do you want to win this game? And and you'll see what I'm talking about. But it's just a, it's an interesting thing he's got going on on top of his head. That, that reminds me. So I heard some uh, people talking about uh, who was, Mike Gundy. You know, I guess he was in the news for something uh, last week. They played. They played him and him in Texas. Him and Tom Herman. No, they beat. They beat Texas, and him and Tom Herman almost kind of got into it. Right. Well, who was it? It was uh, maybe it was Golick Jr. I happened to listen to a little of uh, the old uh, the old Mike and Mike, which is whatever it is now. It's not as good. But they were talking about how good looking Mike Gundy was. <laughs> He's really aged well and all that. Which, I mean, Mike Gundy's a decent looking guy, but I just thought it was hilarious when you're talking about this guy looks like a mad scientist. Gundy's kind of got the mullet, yeah. you know. He, Dana Holgerson funny. has not aged well, while Gundy has. Holgerson has not. <laughs> all right. The next one I have is uh, you guys probably, I'm sure you know him, Dad, if you, you remember watching Sports Reporters back in the day, but old Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. He had this tweet over the weekend ahead of the uh, LSU-Bama game, basically calling out sports fans. And here's what his tweet said. He said, there are true sports fans and there are selective sports fans. True fans follow pro, college, golf, tennis, and international sports, among others. Don't say you're a true sports fan if you're not fixated tonight on the Alabama-LSU game. Thoughts? Screw him. I hate it. (laughs) Screw you, Bob Ryan. Kiss my ass. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I read that and I was like, what? I mean, you could be a huge, a, a, a huge, I don't know if you're a true sports fan, but some people have lives. I mean, you you might not be able yeah. to catch every big game every time it ever comes yeah. on. And then it ended up being a 29 to nothing blowout victory for Alabama. So those true sports fans like decided not to go out with their friends and watch that game. And instead they watched the 29 to nothing. Get a life, Bob Bryan. Sometimes there's more important things to do than sit your ass down and watch sports. Now, and I love to sit my ass down and watch mm-hmm. sports. Don't get me wrong, but. Well, that's also that's called gatekeeping, uh, where you try to tell somebody that they're not a big enough fan of something or like someone who's like, oh, well, you think you like Childish Gambino? Then what's your favorite song off of his EP from back in the day? It's like you're just an asshole for trying to be that person. Like, I can like somebody without knowing everything that's ever existed in that world. You know, (laughs) so can we add to the name of the game? Like it, love it or you're an asshole. (laughs) Can we we add that? So far, it kind of works, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could work so far. All right. uh, one guy that uh, many GMs may think is an asshole after after taking all their money is the king finesser of the NFL, Sam Bradford. I don't know <laughs> if you saw this over the weekend. The Cardinals cut Bradford Saturday and wound up paying him $10 million in signing bonuses this year, about $2.5 million in base salary, and another million in what they called playtime bonuses. I'm not really sure what that is, but that means he got a, a total of $13.5 million for playing in three games and finishing just two. Wow. Wow. My man. Wow. Yet again, cashing. And so I have some interesting stats for you guys. I saw uh, on Twitter per Field Yates that Bradford finished his Arizona tenure by collecting over $250,000 per pass as a Cardinal. And then, mm. then Darren Ravel <laughs> tweeted out, he calculated that Bradford's career earnings are now at 
$127.5 million in his career. So I looked up what his record is. His record is 34, 48, and 1. That means that he has earned $3.75 million per win. And also, if you look at his touchdowns, he's made $1.3 million per touchdown. Wow. My man. So the question is, like it, love it, or hate it, that Bradford's probably going to be the highest earner of our, like in the past 10 years. (laughs) I love it. Love it for him. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking to hire him uh, on my team, but get your money, man. That's, and the thing that's is, awesome. he'll probably he'll probably be a backup quarterback again, if not this year, next year. I mean, hey, he'll get another contract. Right. He might ought to go be a starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is what he might ought to do. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, my thoughts was when I, as soon as I read some of these things, and because I, I, I've known it, Sam Bradford uh, benefited big time from he got drafted first overall right before they did this, the rookie wage scale, yeah. so he made like seventy million guaranteed in his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, but my first thoughts were. I don't know. I don't need an agent right now. I, I know y'all are probably stunned, but if I ever need an agent, I'm calling Sam Bradford. And I'm asking who the hell his agent is because that guy somehow, like, I don't know how he somehow worked out $13.5 million from the Cardinals when the Cardinals drafted a quarterback in the first round that they probably knew they were going to put in at some point this season. It's a good point. That's a good point. It's just insane. I don't know who his agent is, but he's been finessing the NFL for over 10 years now. It's amazing. Yeah. He's got a good agent. No doubt about it. What is what is Le'Veon Bell trying to get paid? Do you know per year? Do you have any idea? Because it probably is less than Bradford made as a backup here. I think. Oh, God. Yeah. It's probably less than Bradford made for two games. I think his goal was to get his goal was like twenty million per year. But if he would well, have signed sure. the tag, if he would have signed the tag, he would have made fourteen million this year, which is what Sam Bradford <laughs> about what Sam Bradford got this year. So for three games. That's that's Sam Bradford with one more half. <laughs> for two and a half yeah, if he'd have finished out that half, he might would have made what Le'Veon Bell made this year. Mm. That's insane. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking speaking of guys who benefited from uh uh, the rules b- benefited before the NFL made that rookie wage scale. Did y'all see what went around today? Apparently, the Raiders, after they drafted uh, Jamarcus Russell back in the day, and he got paid like a crazy yeah. amount of money. Did you Except see the for- report came out today that someone from that front office said that they were they were they thought that Jamarcus Russell wasn't watching film. So what they did was they gave him blank film to go watch when he went home, and then the next day they asked him, like, "Hey, did you watch film?" He said, "Yeah, I was really look- watching all the blitz pickups, and I think I got a good yeah. hand on how they're doing all their." blitzes they sent yep. him there with That's a blank tape yeah oh my blank god DVD. Just, they'd give him a dvd with nothing written on it and uh yeah he'd come back and tell tell what he saw mm. <laughs> yeah what a that bum. was a smart man that jamarcus man. Russell. what a bum made a lot well, of money he could have been making that sam bradford money if he just applied himself right a little like, yeah, awesome. the right time yeah. So, well, and that's the thing you. about Bradford. Bradford has tried. Bradford has, oh, you yeah. know what? I don't yeah. fault him one iota for all the money he's made. That's why I think I think we all said we love it. I mean, yeah, he, he's put in the effort. He's tried. He's done his best. Marcus Russell just got that big check and just and cashed everybody in. He just cashed in. He got his $70 million guaranteed yeah. and was like, all right, I'm cool, whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's BS. That's BS. Speaking of LJ, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell, so my next one's going to go to the Ravens defensive coordinator, oh Winky Martindale. Which we've had a string of good names with coordinators here. We had <laughs> yeah. Freddie Kitchens last week. There's Jim Bob Cooter in Detroit, and we got Winky Martindale came out with the hot, the hot Le'Veon Bell take right before they they end up losing to the Steelers, but before they played the Steelers, and he said there are a lot of stats 
that the Steelers are actually better without him, referring to Le'Veon Bell. That might be why he's riding on a jet ski down in Miami right now. And he's referring to, like, in week one, Le'Veon Bell posted a picture on a jet ski while the Steelers were playing. So I think what he's referencing, and LJ, I think you you brought this up too, there are some, like, statistics that show without Bell and with Bell since 2015, they average, they average 29 points without Bell and 23 points with him, and they average more yards without him. But their records were pretty much the same. So I get what he's trying to say, but... Like it, love it, hate it, him just throwing a shot at the other player's team, other other team's player, LJ. Uh, well, okay, so there, yeah, there are two parts to this. Uh, I hate the uh, the use of statistics because I think I mentioned to you guys that the way that those statistics read to me is that they had better time of possession with Le'Veon Bell, and that's it. That's all I read out of it. Um, but what I love is that he's trying to sow unrest in an already uh, breakable locker room. Uh, so I think that's great. I think that's, you know, like meddling in the election, if you will, um, to try to mess up the country. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a a clever political move by a defensive coordinator that has no interest in talking besides to mess up the other team. Like what, what else does he have to gain besides them not being very good at their job? So yeah, see, I I think it's great. I didn't think about it like that, and you make a good point. I mean, if you're the if you're the defense coordinator for another team, why you already see that that's a if nothing else, it's an odd locker room. So why not throw a little yeah, throw mm-hmm. a little light lighter fluid on the fire? But I'm with you. Like what we I, I do enjoy some stats, but you can make stats look however you want to, and especially these stats where it's like points per game. If you take one player out, like that that doesn't doesn't really matter unless it's the quarterback, really. And yeah. even then it might not matter. So, cause I was, I think I mentioned, well, and to as you we all that, know, we all know that Pittsburgh has a very good quarterback. So there's nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the there. thing is like, you know, you expect when they put the ball in, in Roethlisberger's hand more that they're going to have more <laughs> points. That's just a fact. But like, but I was saying uh, in that same thing that, that those stats also look like maybe JJ Smith Schuster got really good over the last 15 games or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of how that reads to me. So I don't know. That, I, what do you think? Hate the read off, but love the, love the play. Well, I don't know. You'll have to decide how I've, of, of which the, the three things, but I just thought it was almost much ado about nothing. I think he was doing what LJ was alluding to. He was trying to get his defense fired up to say, hey, they're still a good offense. They might be better without Le'Veon Bell. We better be ready to freaking ass play and and also to throw a little discord into the, the, the Pittsburgh locker room, which is a little jacked up. I think LJ hit the nail on the head. I thought I thought Martindale's doing exactly what he should do. And it didn't bother me one iota. So I guess maybe I liked it. I just thought it was a yeah. non-event. It was like, okay, big deal. That's what yeah. I thought. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, like so you're, just, you're, you're kind of yeah. a little meh better than indifferent, it. and since there's yeah. no indifferent, that's easy. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. okay. So I, I don't know if you saw, and uh, many people may have forgot about this team, but UMBC, who's also known as the first 16 seed to ever beat a one seed in last year's NCAA tournament when they beat Virginia, yep. they lowered their banner because college basketball is getting ready to start back up, and they lowered their banner for the year, basically saying they were conference championships, and they lowered a second banner that said 2018 NCAA tournament second round, and they put the score of the game against them in Virginia, and of course the seeds of the game. So mm-hmm. I was going to ask you guys, like it, love it, or hate it, that they lowered a banner for that game even though they lost the next one and we're out of the tournament. I love it. I love it because I mean they 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 made history. They're the only 16 seed to beat a 1 seed, right? The only one. Yeah. And that's true. you know, what uh, extenuate the positive and that's what they're doing. So I love it. What what about you? Al? Uh I mean I'd rather say I'm kind of indifferent to it because it's like 
to, on one hand, it's like, yeah, rub it in in Virginia's nose. Like, that's pretty funny. If I'm a Baltimore native, I think I think it's awesome. But like me being who I am, that kind of feels like you're putting a participation trophy up, you know, you, like made the tournament and then happened to get an upset, which was bound to happen someday to somebody just happened to happen. And it just doesn't feel like banner worthy to me. So yeah, that's fair. mostly indifferent, but definitely not hate. I don't hate it. So, well, that's why I, now the more we've done this, I think we do. We are changing the name. I don't know if we have the name yet, but it may be just press play or just pre- press pause. Just because I'm with you, L. I don't hate this because hate's way too strong. And I do think it's cool that they were the 16 to beat the one. But you lower the banner for one in your conference tournament. I get it. That's winning the tournament. That was awesome. But your mm-hmm. goal, I mean, I know everyone says it, but the goal wasn't to get beat in the second round. It was to win. And they, they, they didn't win the tournament, so they came up short of the goal. So I don't like lowering a banner for that. Keep on their Twitter. Keep making jokes. Keep doing all the stuff they're doing. Keep rubbing in. I like mm-hmm. that. But I, I'm with you. I don't think it's banner worthy. I think that was kind of silly. But well, so, I mean, I don't know if you saw the amount of flack that the Colts got for putting up a banner for 2014 AFC finalist. Uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Who cares? That's win the big game, put it up there or, you know, like I winning their conference. I guess I think absolutely the, the Colts are different than you at UMBC, I think. So, yeah. I mean, I just True. think they're who knows if they're ever going to get that's probably their top of the line. You know, it really is. So, yeah, but it's not like I mean, people I, are going to forget about saying, this, but this will come up every single March until somebody else does it. Yeah, like yeah. no one's yeah. forgetting this. We're going to show no, highlights of this every year before the 16 yeah. one game. And every time there's yeah. that game, because it happens every year where there's one where the 16 seeds like hanging around with 10 minutes left in the second half and they're going to show highlights. You remember when UMBC beat Virginia, yeah. you know, the miracle can happen. You know, I can already see the ads right now and we'll be talking about it every year. I guarantee you. And that'll be out. seen by more yeah. people than the amount of people. No offense to UMBC, but that'll be seen more by the people on TV than the people that go through their stadium, because I'm guessing yeah. they're not like a highly trafficked <laughs> stadium. Yeah. Speaking speaking of. Um, People celebrating big things. I think we saw the best touchdown celebration of all time over the weekend. <laughs> and that was John Gott during the Ottawa Red Blacks game. It was during the, one of their home games. The offensive lineman celebrated one of his team's touchdowns by running into the end zone, which if you know CFL, I believe that, that like the end zone's right there where the fans are like right at the end of it. So he grab, he goes mm-hmm. to the end zone, reaches over, takes a beer out of a fan's hands and just chugs it, just <laughs> chugs it. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll put the for anyone that hasn't seen it, we'll put the video in the the show notes. But like it, love it or hate it, the the touchdown celebration by old John got LJ. I think I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. I went out of turn. Love it. I, I do too. Uh, I, I'm not usually one to encourage somebody to drink on the job, but uh, that was an awesome example of that. <laughs> um, and and also, uh, we were talking a while back about how like the hockey players are like just the lumberjacks of sport where they don't actually like care about, you know, they use the cup as a spittoon or whatever. Like, who cares? It, it might just yeah. be Canadians. It might not actually be hockey players, <laughs> but just all Canadians are like, you know, uncouth lumberjacks that are awesome dudes. So, well, if I could have ever pictured a football player doing this, it's definitely an offensive lineman. It's definitely a big old offensive <laughs> lineman. So my first thought was like, did he score a touch? Cause I saw what, this big man. Score? No, yeah. no, he's just celebrating a team's touchdown and just went <laughs> okay. and chugged a beer. Love but it. then my next Love thought it. was, how many? I know the NFL's gotten a lot looser on celebrations. How many years? He's probably suspended for like eight years for doing this in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots would lose a draft pick if it happens. So. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, that'd be that'd the Patriots were pressure on pick. <laughs> oh come on, big man thirsty, big man thirsty. There's a beer. Right. He's got to stay hydrated. Get him a drink. You know, beer's come mostly on. water. It's, it's mostly water. <laughs> I wonder if the fan knew that he was going to do this 
before he grabbed the beer? Because either way, the fam was probably like, best $9 beer I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. Away so, stuck, yeah. I stole it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be, be an okay awesome moment, that. but I wonder. I wonder if it was kind of a planned thing, and he had a full beer. Because I mean, and by the way, that guy. If you're looking for how to chug a beer, he chugged the crap out of that beer, just pouring it down his mouth. He didn't. <laughs> well, and yeah, through a helmet too. It was like he had yeah, to, like, through the face mask. It was like a fountain. <laughs> it was as far as far as rating beer chugs go. That was that was a solid like nine point five. I don't yeah, want to give it a ten because there's probably a ten out there. But see, no, see, I, I'm going to give it like an eight point five because there was a lot running down his jersey. Like he, it was not a perfect chug. Like he just got it was, it was a big. It's a big three hundred pound man who just got done sprinting. He's probably out of breath and now he's chugging and a he's beer. Poor- there's one chug that's better and there there there's more room to improve like if he could if he could hit that perfectly then we'd be talking 9.5 or 10 but we're not there maybe, yet. maybe you have a point if he hits that's that perfect then i think he's hitting in, a 10 in out of 10 stool terms god that's a, that's a rookie score. like lj's a figure score judger in the olympics or something <laughs> i'm just over saying here. you gotta leave room at the top just in case you know okay just in case now for our last one, I want to go on to a totally different, a different, uh, not not sports related at all. Uh, over the past week, I saw, which I didn't realize this was in the making. I guess it is, but Tom Hanks was talked was talking about Toy Story four, and he said that the ending was so intense that he didn't want to face the crowd, the crew afterward. Which, damn it, I want to have to go cry in front of a bunch of <laughs> little kids at the movie theaters. But and then I saw. LJ and you, I know, I don't know if dad, you were a big fan of these, but I know me and LJ watching, but bad boys one and two were two huge movies and they were a long time ago. And over the past week uh, or last week, Will Smith had an Instagram video where him and Martin Lawrence basically confirmed that yes, there is going to be, I thought it was bad boys three. It's apparently going to be called bad boys for life. And it's going to come out in January of 2020. So I think my question to you is going to be a terrible title because bad boys for life. Well, they say that third one. True. That is that's not clever marketing by them, is it? They're, yeah. they're not thinking. Because the, what do they call the fourth one? That is the perfect name for the fourth one if they were to ever make it. Well, I think All maybe right, so this I is them that. saying. Let's just throw that <laughs> out there. I hate that. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't think it's where he's going, but I mean, I get you. Okay. LJ's got to hate on me. Where I, where I was gonna go, and I agree. I didn't never. I didn't think about it, but you're right, LJ. That's just dumb. But. Where I was going to go is all the different sequels we're making. Like, I lo- I'm going to be in the theaters to watch Toy Story 4, probably. I love the first three. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be sitting there crying with a bunch of little kids. And then I'm probably going to go watch Bad Boys 3. But I'm tired of all the sequels. Where, well, I, I, so I hate all the sequels. And Pops, I'm going to go to you. What do you think? I don't like the sequels, but I think what we're seeing in the, in the, in the industry is if, uh, uh, Toy Story One was good. People are going to come to see Toy Story Two. So, and they don't want to gamble. They don't want good yeah. movies are not getting made because they have to make money on the movie. And like Goodwill Hunting, I, I would bring that one out, which I don't know if anybody knew was going to, to hit and be great. And it was fantastic. Thank God that movie got made. Um, but you know, Toy Story Four, and and you know what? I'm going to go watch Toy Story Four. I can't wait. Damn right. Um, yeah. I mean, I cannot freaking wait. I love Hell, the Toy Story. Hell, you stories. even said you might um, watch the other three. I'm going to rewatch the up. other ones. Absolutely. And I, no it. shame. Yeah. I might do it too. Yeah, no Dude, shame. So Can we I have just like a, we watch one, one <laughs> I pulled the Toy video. Story a week and talk about it. We just react. Yes, absolutely. We'll have a re- rewatchables like Bill Bill Simmons yeah, we'll, does on the we'll, Toy we'll, Story. We'll rip off. We'll rip off rewatchables. We'll just do one Toy Story a month or something ahead of that, or a week up into replayables. The, there we go. Stolen. Plays. There we go. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I can't wait. So I'm excited about Toy Story 4. <laughs> so <laughs> so if you're asking me about sequels, I mean, I guess I probably... Uh, so what's between and like and hate? usually aren't um, as good. They usually aren't as good as the ones before. Right? But some are. Usually. You know? Some are. I Toy mean, Story 3 might be the best Toy Story. Toy Story 3. Story. I watched the end of Toy Story well, 3 and I got a little misty-eyed just watching the, on YouTube. A little the misty-eyed. There's, there, yeah, there's some tears coming down. Yeah. 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 So what, save save some of those comments about which one's the best Toy Story for our replayables later. Coming. Okay. But uh, right. damn, I just gave away my position. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so LJ, how do you feel about all the sequels? Well, one, how do you feel about these movies and, and the sequels? Well, I, I did just do a little Googling. So I, I want to go back to, to the awful title. I just wanted to let you know another series of sequels that has the worst names ever. <laughs> Um, just, just for the sake of putting it on the podcast. Uh, so the Rambo movies, the first one's called first blood. The second one's called not second blood, but Rambo first blood part two. The third one's called Rambo two. So they drop first blood. And then the fourth one's called Rambo. And then the fifth one's called Rambo five. Those are the worst names. for. <laughs> they had no clue what they were doing. They had no of. game plan no. for what movie would be next. Yeah. Right. They're like, I mean, sometimes you make one movie and don't expect it to to be good enough for a sequel. But like by the third one, have your system figured out, you know, <laughs> basically from what I'm gathering, they were like what dad's saying, where the first one made money. So like, hell, let's just do another one. And they just were yeah. doing it. They just thought they'd do one more and try to get all the milk they had left in this cow. They're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this made yeah. money, too. Let's make another one. Let's make another one. <laughs> Yeah, but never once thought about the name. Uh, But okay, so to answer your actual question, uh, I hate that so many movies are sequels, spinoffs and remakes. Um, I just, you know, how many Spider-Mans does the world really need? Um, (laughs) I just whatever. Um, So. So, yeah, I hate that. I, I, I like original movies. But but the more I was thinking about it, the more I think that like back in the day, a movie like Goodwill Hunting would hit theaters because like that was the only way movies really got to people. So like the artists in the movie industry instead of the moneymakers in the movie industry would fight to make sure that they were represented uh, to the public. Whereas now the public that wants artistic movies don't go to the theaters anyway. So you're going to catch it on Netflix. So an indie film does just as well. Uh, um, Kevin Smith was just like uh, 15 years too early. Yeah. This Netflix yeah, era totally is the right. time to be putting out just great movies on a no budget. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hate it, but also like it, I, it turns out it really doesn't affect me much. Yeah, so, you're, you're right, though. All that comes thoughts. out in theaters right now, it seems like are sequels or big superhero movies, basically, well, which are kind of sequels, by Disney. So they're just playing off. Yeah. Because it's just those- Disney, or Disney owns Marvel, Disney owns Star Wars, Disney owns Pixar. Like name a movie series that's not a Disney series. Well, and it goes and now. it goes to Dad's point too. I didn't know. I, I didn't expect us to get on a big movie like state of the movies. But it's like what Dad was saying too, where you're not making that movie that may or may not make money anymore and putting it in theaters. It kind of goes to what both of y'all right. are saying, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, you're I guess they're going to Netflix, but. Well, and think about, uh, to, to dad's point, think about what a producer is looking at when they're making a movie. It's an investment. I mean, it really comes down to it. It's not, they're not got to make money. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like not art. It's the same reason people buy Van Gogh paintings is it's not because like you, you've got to have this piece. It's because it's worth millions of dollars and will continue to increase in value. So, right. I'm looking at two um, scripts and I go, this script's really good, but this Spider-Man four script's going to get sold out for the first right. weekend and make right. a shit ton of money. So yeah. which one am I going to choose? And that, at the end of the yeah. day, it's a money making business, not yeah. the best movie. It's hard business. to be mad at yeah. Sam Bradford for making money. Right. But yeah. you know, as, right. as long as I'm still getting good football, I'm not going to complain, I guess, you know, I, I take back my complaints. <laughs> hey, without sequels, we wouldn't have got all the boards. I mean, I loved all the boards. So yeah, you know, I never watched, yeah. I never watched That's the last fair. one without, with, uh, yeah, or the one, I never watched the one without Matt Damon. Yeah. The one with Jeremy Renner. 
Yeah. I watched that yeah. one and it was okay too. That wasn't as good. Matt Damon. I'm I'm a big Matt Damon fan. Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. Yeah, he is Jason Bourne. So. So that will wrap up this week's episode of the JPP Pod. Unless you guys have anything else you want to throw in. Nah. No, I don't think so. Well, it, it, by the way, if you're gonna, we're gonna be coming out with we do the NFL stuff. So if you're looking for where to put that money on, I mean, you already know where you're gonna go. You're gonna go to my bookie and put in the promo code JPP two five. And if you put in for right now, it's the NFL season's going on, so I don't know how much longer they're gonna keep going. They will double your deposit. And if you put JPP two five, I'm giving a little bonus for you guys that listen all the way to the end. Oh, they'll give you, thanks, they'll Kevin. match it all the way to 100 percent and give you 25 dollars on top of that. So it's just a steal. Wow. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. What a deal. Dude, I you what know I listen dude. to the end and I really appreciate that. I listen to the end every time. I so too. Yeah. it's nice to hear. Thank you. And if you're still here and for whatever reason you don't subscribe to the JPP pod, then you're I don't know what you're doing, but you might as well. Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Just just you just do Rate it. Rate it. You can give us a rating too if you want. Yeah, give us a review. And if you got a better if you got a better name, right I think right now we're sitting at just press play or just press pause. I think that's mm-hmm. what the best that one I've me. heard yeah. so far. But if, but, if you mean, got a better be name, hit us with it. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to leave room at the top. There's always room at the top. Yeah, for that's an 8.5 name right there. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's room. There's room. All right. I think that will do it for this week's episode. It was an 8.5 episode. So uh, we will holler at you later this week. Peace out. Peace. See how that Big Ben went down with a, like, it looked like career-ending shoulder injury, and apparently he just got the breath knocked out of him and came back to the next play. Oh, man. Uh, I saw someone. Big they, Ben. Kevin, that would give He had a decent game, but it was just, like, it went down to, like, Siliano and everybody's like, ooh, that was, he went down hard on his shoulder. It could be, that's bad, it's bad. And he was on the ground forever. And then Dobbs comes in and throws, that was kind of like, well, I've always thought Joshua Dobbs might be a decent quarterback. He comes in and throws a good first down on third and like 11 from his own 10. And then the next play, Ben Roethlisberger's trotting back out there. And I think apparently he just had the breath knocked out of him. Big Ben's as injured as his job is secure. That's always the case with him, in my opinion. And then I saw <laughs> if he was like left a, belt, I saw he would have come back in week two. I guarantee. I saw you. a bunch of a bunch of tweets.